Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. I am your host, Trisha Carr, and this is a special episode. I'm actually uh, kind of piggybacking onto an episode of a brand new podcast that I have with my best friend, Crystalline Compton. Crystalline Compton is an intuitive channel and spiritual teacher. If you've been listening to this podcast or you know me in any other way, you probably already know that and you know Crystal and you love her. And so we have our own podcast and YouTube channel. So Crystal is also a YouTuber. She has hundreds of amazing spiritual videos. So if you are just meeting Crystal, you definitely want to, well, first you want to subscribe to both our podcast feed and our YouTube channel. And you want to go and subscribe and check out Crystal too, because if you have a question, she may have answered it. And we work together a lot. We have the intuitive intensive coming up. All of that we're going to talk about in this episode. So here is an episode of the Light Shine podcast. And for more episodes, be sure to go and find the uh, YouTube or the podcast. We are on any podcast, any way that you get your podcast. And I hope you enjoy this. Hello and welcome to the Light Shine Podcast. We are your hosts. We are spiritual teachers. I'm Trisha Carr and this is the luminous Crystal Ann Compton. How are you today, Crystal? I'm doing great. So happy to be here as ever. Well, today we wanted to get together and chat about fake psychics. (gasps) Now, if there are fake psychics, does that mean that all psychics are fake? Uh, no come on I mean, no are all dogs great danes just because crystal has three of them no no <laughs> we're kind of inspired to talk about this because of this show that's on netflix right now which by the way overall i think i've seen all but one of the episodes i love oh it's so gorgeous it's called surviving death i really love the first episode it's all about ndes and just people sharing their heartfelt stories about about you know having their near death well really death experiences and then coming back and oh it's just so good but they have an episode i think it's episodes three and four because it's a part one and part two and in this episode it's mediums and there's one who quite frankly is a charlatan (laughs) It, I mean, absolutely. And it was weird because I watched, I think I've watched four or five episodes, mm-hmm. but when I started watching this, I was super excited about the mediumship section. Cause that's like, I love that stuff and seances and spiritualism of, uh, old, like I love talking about like cat putting a medium in a cabinet. Like I love that stuff, but oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put, put you in a cabinet. Um, but you know, like I, I, I'm very intrigued by all of that. And, um, so when this particular medium kind of stepped on the scene, I was like, mm, mm-hmm. something about you is just a little wobbly, mm-hmm. a little wonky. I'm not so sure about it, but, you know, give it the benefit of the doubt. And then as we proceed through the different things, it's funny how it's shot because I'm I'm not sure who produced this, who directed it. It's not one-sided and all mediums are in integrity, like clearly not. Anyway, this one medium, I just didn't get a good vibe about. And then as of course the episodes proceed, I'm like, oh, you're just cheating. (laughs) Totally. You're just cheating. Yeah. So this particular medium, I don't know the person's name. I I don't remember it, uh, but she's Norwegian. And she has like a, well, she has a whole 
kind of, um, she was doing a retreat in, in the episode where people are coming and they're spending a lot of, they're spending days there. And the people who come, the attendees, uh, want to connect with past loved ones and maybe also kind of learn how to connect with their loved ones themselves. Maybe not learn to be mediums in the sense of as a professional, but to be able to have a catalyst to be able to connect with their loved ones and, and the stories that they're following of the attendees. There's one in particular they follow and he really wants to connect with his father. And so this Norwegian, uh, I'm just saying that not because the, this country has anything to do with it. I just don't recall her name. She, the, the leader it's of Nicole, this. Nicole, I think. Oh, Nicole. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she is, she professes to be a physical medium. And so people might find this interesting. So a physical medium, it's really interesting to me. Physical medium is one who, uh, channels or, or brings through spirit in, in a manner such that it creates physical manifestations. So it could be something as simple as lights flickering or the another big part of physical mediumship is the supposed production of ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. Are you, what do you think about ectoplasm, Crystal? <laughs> I mean, the jury's out. When you look at the photos from like the turn of last century, um, 1800s into 1900s, and you see some of that, it's like, that's clearly fake though. It looks I mean, so it's, fake. It's clearly fake though, right? I mean, it's not yeah. just me. Like there's this mist and then there's this portrait right in the, in, in the middle of the mist. And it's like, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. But then again, you have the folks like, for example, from the Psychical Research Society, like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who was, I, I think, very much so in integrity, who are mm-hmm. attending these different seances and different scientists would attend these different seances and they witnessed it and they said it was real. And so I I don't know. It just seems a little odd. And of course, I've had so many, maybe back then, that was like in the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, that was what was needed to compel people to believe in the other side. Nowadays, though, I... I mean, I don't really know if people are still producing ectoplasm. Did that woman purport to produce ectoplasm in the show? Yes, yes. I'll get to her in a sec. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but with the, to me, I, I suspect that ectoplasm is just, you know, it, it exists in the fourth dimension, but it doesn't come into the third. That's my sus- suspicion. And maybe Sir Arthur Conan Doyle saw it, but he was seeing it in 4D. What mm-hmm. ectoplasm is purported to, how it's purported to occur with physical mediums is that it's actually like an oozing snot kind of substance, or maybe it'll kind of be like gauze-like, but it's like a, it's like a substance. It's like, it comes from your orifices. And so I don't understand the purpose of that or how that would even happen. So the things, if it, if it looks like just like either billowy clouds or even like Gaussian kinds of material, Maybe you would see that in, in the 4D. So basically in the light spectrum, that isn't matter. And if they were all in a seance together and they were all very suggestible and induced into the state, then, you know what I mean? Like people who are, who have experiences on psychedelic drugs, they will report seeing I was working with this person and I could see myself giving them an energy transfer. And I'm like, yes, that happens. And I can see that with my third eye, but because they are induced in such a way that they're experiencing it as though they're seeing it in the 3D because they're including 4D so realistically 
that it's that is the reality they are t- tuned into. Does that make sense, Crystal? It, it makes sense, but I don't know. I think there's a lot I don't of know physical either. evidence of ectoplasm. I think okay. you know the, a lot of the photos that I've seen are like I don't think so, but there well, are some where it might be persuasive and or compelling. I I just don't know. To me, it's like the question is always like, is it useful? <laughs> that's that what I'm is saying. It, is it productive? I'm like, what is the use of of that? But maybe back then that was right. an evidence that was compelling to people for them to believe. And another thing that I've always kind of questioned with regard to physical mediumship is why do you have to be in a cabinet and why do we have to be in the dark? I didn't understand that either. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's because, uh, the I think it's because they're claiming it's the spirit is sensitive to light or mm-hmm. as things are appearing, but it just seems like such a such an excuse to yep. cheat and to and yep. of course they did cheat back in the day. There was so many mediums that were were criminally cheating and were actually there were some mediums that were prosecuted for this kind of tomfoolery, and I think it still goes on today. And I think what we saw on that show is a prime example of that. And yes. What I think is important to kind of notice is the fact that I noticed it before she even did anything, mm-hmm. before she even had a circle, before she even said much of anything. I felt the wobble inside of myself. I'm like, oh, something's off about this. And mm-hmm. this is what we need to know about ourselves is that we can read energy. And in yes. fact, we do. And energy is always communicating. Energy communicates with energy. And when we meet someone, for example, if we're trying to think, uh, maybe getting a reading from a psychic and we happen to meet them, we can scan that in our energy. And our body is always telling us as well, whether this is something good or something bad. Like I had that experience with kind of the uh, strip mall psychic that I've shared a time or two, and I can share it again here. But I first felt that like, oh, something is off about this. This isn't sitting right with me. And I ultimately honored that. And so with psychics like this, you can kind of feel it. Have you ever encountered somebody that you just, everybody loved, but you just kind of felt, "Mm, no. Um, yeah. And, and also like Brian was pointing out my husband while we were watching it. He said, he was saying about this psychic Nicole or medium. Well, maybe she does have some abilities. However, what she's demonstrating is not, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, maybe she does because we all do. And maybe in the, at some time she has actually experienced it. But when, when you're going to outright cheat like she is, then I think that suppresses your abilities because you don't trust them anymore because you're in a, you're, you're in a distrustful kind of frequency. You know what I mean? Like you, you so it, being psychic or especially in the manner of be, of service is vulnerable and so if you are cheating and lying, you're the opposite of vulnerable. You're really defensive and you're trying to protect yourself. And you asked mm-hmm. me if I, yeah, I mean, I have. And one of the, well, I don't, well, your question was that everybody else loves. So there was one person and I've told the story too. Crystal and I have told it a few times where Crystal, I was visiting Crystal in, in Texas and we had a little meetup. And we got together with a bunch of people that were in, you know, spiritual community. And a person just started reading me without my permission or invitation. And I, instantly when they, she started to talk to me, I could feel her in my energy and I didn't like it. And the thing is, I don't know how, how uh, successful or well-loved this person is, but what she says that she's extremely famous and everybody loves her. <laughs> so I don't, that's why I'm like, I don't know how, how well-loved she actually is. Cause I only have her evidence, her uh, report of it. And yeah, it was, the thing is, is we've, you know, told the story before what the information she was picking up was accurate, but unhelpful. 
and actually a, li- a little bit outdated too. I mean, like she was actually looking in my body and talking about a condition that I had going on that I'd had surgery about a couple months earlier. By the way, it's just dawning on me. I may have actually spoken about that in public. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh. I didn't even realize that. And so rather than her accuracy could have been based on similar to what happened in the show, Surviving Death, something that was shared and a social platform. So I don't know. Right. Because if she read you and was mm-hmm. accurate, she's not a fake psychic in that sense. Right. Right. So she's got right. psychic ability. She's just mm-hmm. out of integrity as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But mm-hmm. if she had heard about it somewhere else and was just kind of recycling, regurgitating something she already knew about you, well, then that means she's definitely a fake psychic. And we've come across yeah. it in our travels, mine and Crystal's travels oh, yeah. of working yeah. with people and someone gives an evidence and it's, so specific that it, I mean, it's not to say that spirit doesn't give us specifics, but there, it's not just that it's so specific. It has to do with the energy of it, as Crystal said. And we're like, huh? <laughs> and also it's something that could be easily, not even researched, easily looked up right quick on the internet. You know what I mean? Like you can just find mm-hmm. it in two seconds. So yeah, it's, it's happened a few well, times. But I, I, I say not, not a lot. To- I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I didn't mean to step no, over you. When I was listening to that medium in that show, I think her first name is Nicole. Mm-hmm. And she got to the reading session in Long Island, I think, the, I think mm-hmm. towards her last appearance on the show. And she started giving these major, very specific evidences. And at first I was like, huh, okay, hmm, that's very specific. And then as she kept on going, I just knew, okay, you found that somewhere. Yeah. That exists somewhere on the internet. And the people in the room were very moved and just couldn't believe it. And then they meet, of course, the very next day and say, you know, by the way, I went back in my Facebook and all of that is right there. I mean, she gives herself away through that specificity. I mean, mm-hmm. I, she gave it away and I just was like, oh, and she denies it. Right. I, I, I think she's told yeah. that they found yeah. that stuff on the internet, but she, she denies it. But I'm like, no girl, that's, you definitely cheated. And you discredit other mediums when you do that. And you mm-hmm. discredit spiritual practitioners when you do that. We already have such a bad rap for being charlatans and just trying to take people's money. And you and I are out here trying to demonstrate that no, these abilities are, are they're real. Everyone has them and you can activate them and you can use them in your, your regular life. And you can also use them spiritually, but Mm -hmm. these people set us back and it's been going on for decades after decades after decades. And you got to call it out. The spiritual community has to call it out. It's not okay. Absolutely. And you know, another red flag about this medium was how special she made herself around this, you know, uh, these mediumistic gifts. And also that she was, she, she made the spirit realm more dominant. And that's a, that's kind of an old school, old fashioned trick to like make it scary so that people are, first of all, afraid to do it themselves. So it does make the person who's the medium or psychic more special, like you're braver and you have a special gift, only you can do it. And so other people don't try it, It protects their (laughs) professional status. And then it also, by scaring, by bringing people into a little bit of fear, they actually become somnambulistic or highly suggestible. And so it makes them a little bit more, uh, I mean, in, in lack of a better word, gullible if you're highly suggestible. Suggestibility in in a, a healing sense is very, very good because it means you're open to receive healing. But suggestibility in a deceptive sense means you're open to deception. So that's the problem there. She, when, you know, she was talking about ectoplasm, 
And one, a, a person asked, are you, can you sometimes, have you felt the ectoplasm? Are you aware when the ectoplasm is being produced? And she says, yes. And they're like, what's it like? And she goes, very painful. I'm like, see, and again, mm-hmm. I'm like, then what's, that's not, the, well, that's not the part of the spirit realm that I'm interested in working with. And it's not the healing parts of the spirit realm. And then she also, yes, ectoplasm is extremely sensitive to light. So the second that the light turns on it, that's why you can't photograph it. That's why I have to be in this booth. And you know what I mean? Like, again, I just, I smelled a rat. (laughs) (laughs) I smelled it too, girl, as I was watching. It was really, really unfortunate because the the problem is you've got people in that circle who are desperately wanting to speak to someone on the other side and they're desperately clinging to some hope that you know, life goes on and there are other meaningful ways to, to receive that information and that energy and having someone who's tricking or it's just, it's gross to me. And I I do want to say that, I mean, I think there are still groups out there who are having seances Mm -hmm. and circles and they're doing it in the old timey spiritualist way. And there's a lot of evidences that are being produced. And, um, you know, I'm a little skeptical of of a lot of things, but I'm, but I am not saying that it's not real. I, I do believe that it can be real. I just don't personally, I just don't understand the use for it other than kind of signs and wonders. Like, look at this mm-hmm. display. We have a fiddle. We have a spirit. We have a coin. You know, we have some mucusy things coming out of our orifices. It's just <laughs> not the point to me. And, and I did want to very quickly share my story of the fake psychic because, you know, I'll never forget it. I just was, I was driving down the road and I saw one of those palms, you know, neon mm-hmm. palms in a, in a home and it was psychic readings. And so I just decided to stop. I'm like, well, why the heck not? I stopped and I knocked on the door and I went inside. And as soon as I went inside, my body was like screaming at me, like, this is, this is not in alignment. This is not good. This, you should turn around and leave. But I didn't, mm-hmm. uh, because she had seen me and I was always like <laughs> trying to be so polite. And she's like, okay, come in, come in. I'm like, well, I just wanted to inquire about maybe getting a reading at some time. Let's do it right now, right now, right now. So there was pressure, mm-hmm. um, pressure to commit to the reading. And then I just had this sick feeling in my stomach. And as, you know, so I sat down and we proceeded with the reading and she started talking about all these curses that I had and how she could get rid of those curses for me. She had some special candles and some special juju juice that she could give to me to remove the, but I'd have to come back. This is a maintenance thing. It's going to cost how many hundreds of dollars? And the whole time I'm just sitting there going, wow, these people are, this actually exists. I can't believe this. And I remember, you know, I come from the church, girl. I come from the Pentecostal church and we used to stand up and give a word, you know, and I just (laughs) felt that burning inside of me. Like, I need to give this woman a word and tell her what she's doing is is out of alignment and it's spiritually dangerous because this is all karmic. This is sowing and reaping and what you're doing here to deceive people and to scare people into buying your services is going to come back around on you. Uh, But I was too new, you know, in my in my walk to actually confront her about it. I ended up paying for that reading and I ended up leaving and she kept pressure, pressure, pressuring me to buy more, do more, come back. And I'm like, oh God, it was so gross. But the point of that is I knew it immediately and people, people do know it. Then this again returns to reading energy, scanning energy. And despite what people are saying to you and despite their song and dance, like this one medium has a song and dance, you've got to trust yourself. And another thing I noticed with that, medium, Nicole, on this, on the show, 
was there was like pomp and circumstance to her entry and her exit. Like I can't talk right. to anybody. I'm in so much pain. I have to mm-hmm. hide away afterwards. There was so much of that. Whereas juxtapose that with someone like Esther Hicks, who does not talk to anybody on her way into channel, does not talk to anybody on her way out of channel, but channeling, but it's because she needs to preserve her energy and there's a mm-hmm. reason for it. It makes sense. Whereas this seems so performative and yeah. all about me. See, we need to get away from that. And I think some spiritual people who are activating in their own abilities are looking for ways that they're special. Am I a starseed? You know, am <laughs> I from Arcturus? Am I a channel? Am I a medium? And they're looking for these types of labels in order to feel within themselves that they are worthy. But the answer is that you are already worthy and you don't need those labels to be spiritually dynamic in your own life. And you can trust your instincts around that. Sorry if I talked too much, but oh, no, I'm passionate about it. I, I, I hear you. And what you're reminding me of a, a quote from A Course in Miracles that says, all of God's children are special and none of God's children are special. Which I guess if you hear that the wrong way, it sounds like, how dare you? But I think what it's like, it's like snowflakes. Every snowflake is unique and crafted in the image and with the care and the uniqueness of source energy of how God expresses God. And yet when you're in a big pile, you're snow together. You know what I mean? And that's wonderful. That's the idea. So yes, when, when we're looking for that specialness, I mean, we're just looking for our own acceptance and approval and, and it's self-love that we're needing that when that is happening. I have to say also, to add to this conversation, that Crystal and I are big proponents of evidences. We think that evidences are absolutely integral, important, key to an intuitive reading or psychic reading because it is, it's the, it, it's the verify, it's verifying. It's wonderful that you're having a heart experience. But in order for you to know if it's coming through a proper channel and that you're getting all that you are meant to get, really, we think that evidences are that uh, verify the stamp of spirit. That, right? Wouldn't you say, Crystal? Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, but, I think it is, it is the heart, <laughs> but it's also the evidences. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, no, no. I was just saying, yeah, I just, just be discerning. Just be discerning. Yes. If someone's coming up with a whole bunch of evidences and they knew your name beforehand and you, they also had your email address beforehand before you scheduled the appointment and all of a sudden they're very specific, um, feel into that because it may or may not be accurate. But yeah, no, evidential mediumship is a thing. I have mm-hmm. witnessed some mediums and actually a couple from England who came over to Denver many years ago. And I'm like, whoa, these people are legit. They are giving evidences, addresses, uh, dates, times, and things of that nature. So it's absolutely possible. I've seen it. I've done it. Mm-hmm. But you just, you know, again, you just have to be discerning. And one thing I did want to say, that I think sometimes psychics fall into traps. Well-meaning people who are psychic may start out displaying all kinds of evidences and may start out being able to produce certain uh, evidences or uphors or, or, or things of that nature. But spirituality and connection can be a bit seasonal. Sometimes you Mm. feel really connected and really activated. And then there are other times it's very dormant. It's kind of sleepy and that's okay. And so with these psychics, sometimes the gifts wax and wane. Sometimes the gifts are at the front. Sometimes they're at the back. And so when they're at the back though, and they're not as loud as they used to be, they start 
manufacturing evidence is. And this is the trap. Well, I'm just not on today or it's just not happening today. I'm not connected today. So let me just fake it a little bit. Slippery slope. This is how we get into trouble. So yeah, you gotta, it is discernment. It is what you're what your heart is telling you, what your body is telling you. And, and I'll say also one last thing about that site, that medium from the TV show, Surviving Death. There was the time when she was doing that retreat and most everything that she, when they were showing her readings, they were very general, very, very general, except for one time it was like she said the, um, the, the word for son in that person's native language. And I'm like, big deal. Like, so she knows that word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I said, does can look it up. Yeah. Yeah. You could look it up. Cause she, and she spent a few days with that person already. So I was like, that's not a big, huge evidence. <laughs> and, and then everything else was just really general. Like, Oh, I'm always with you. Oh, you know? And then when she got to that other setting where she had all of the names of the people in advance, and then it was just like, detail after detail. And it, and it was just, it didn't make any sense. And like Crystal said, Mm-mm. I'm watching it. I'm like, mm, yeah. And I was watching her other reading and I was like, mm, that's too general. <laughs> so well, yeah, I have, have to, to tell you, my husband, my husband walked into the room as I was watching that and she was, you know, cycling through her, her voices, <laughs> her child voice, yeah, yeah, her yeah. old lady voice, and then her uh, young lady voice. And he's like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> he's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, well, it's just, yeah, it, it kind of does seem ridiculous. It kind of does feel ridiculous. That's because it kind of is ridiculous. Yeah. And all of those bells and whistles are, you know, they're gimmicks to throw someone off. But yeah, it always starts with her her sessions she says well oh my spirit team all spirit teams have a child in them and so she starts with the kid going hello everyone i'm here to play you know (laughs) and it makes everyone feel it's pretty good right it's very good (laughs) you got that down (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then she has yeah like you say a scary voice and a really ominous voice and and (laughs) i don't know Obviously, channeling can change your timbre and it can change your cadence and everything. Uh, but this was just, again, it was just outside the boundaries and it seemed gimmicky. So, gird your loins, folks. Her work does not negate real work, though. And that's what, what the one person who was kind of a through line in that story, and he's he's skeptical, yet he's open-hearted. And after the big fakey fake thing came out, he was like, I don't include that as a part of my journey because it's just like, it, it essentially, it wasn't mediumship and I'm interested in mediumship. So I'm going to just keep moving forward, you know, and keep the experiences that resonate with me. Yeah. Well, you any right uh, attitude about it. I think so too. Attitude, discernment, and mm-hmm. I think uh, anything else that we need to cover about how to, how to know if you are encountering a fake psychic. You know, not really. I just think that we need to be mindful that there are all kinds of people out there and that there are all kinds of practitioners out there and there are all kinds of psychics out there. And let me just say, again, we're not doubting the validity of seances or or mediums or anything like that. We've had so many experiences. We are psychics, for goodness sake. We're just saying, use your awareness, use your energy to know what kind of practitioner is the best fit for you. And on that note, it's been great talking with you, Tricia. It's been great talking with all of you as well. Leave some comments, like, share, subscribe, do all the social things. And we will see you next time in the next podcast.